Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So Dwight, since we've been always talking about how to do clues and things like that, let's fully talk about how to gather clues. Yeah, sounds good. So gathering clues at the very highest level, you can think of it like you transported your characters into a Scooby-Doo episode uh, with or without the crazy old man in a mask part. Though. Mm-hmm. Right. But what you really want to do is you want to start from the end and move to the front. And I know that sounds weird, but let me help you out with that. Okay, so let's just take the example of a summoning from our last episode. Okay, if you haven't listened to it, please go listen to it. It's a really good episode, but you don't have to have heard it to hear this. So the idea of a summoning would be that you're bringing something bad into the world. They are, and you're trying to stop them. And so let's say that your players desperately need to figure out where the summoning is happening to stop it. So that's the goal. That's the clue that they need to figure out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And let's talk about a couple ways that they could do this. So one way would be maybe, you know, the second in command uh, is totally knows where this is, but they're highly guarded. So you could try to kidnap the second in command, which would require a battle. And of course it would find figure out like who is the second in command. So you'd have to get their name. You'd have to get their location from somebody. And you could do that by maybe, um, raiding a known cult hangout and interrogating some of the people you find there after you kill a couple of them. Yeah. And they'll give you the second in command's name and then maybe the, the place. And so you got to go. That's one way to go. Another way to go could be a little bit less confrontational where, um, you realize that maybe there's three or four people that are ahead of the, the head of the cult. Maybe one of them is pretty well known and with a couple of knowledges and maybe, um, maybe you just track that person to see where they go. You realize that they're only really hanging out with two or three other people and you go, okay, well, let me just see if I can't obtain all of the properties that these four people, these three people own. Yeah. And so when you do that, you find that maybe there's only two or three of these places that are big enough for a summoning to happen. And so you can go stake them out and see if there's like, oh, wait, look, there's like a lot of supplies being dropped off at this one. How interesting. And like, there's nothing happening at the other two. So chances are, this is the place where the summoning is going to happen. So let's figure out, like, let's talk about a plan to hit this place at night or in the day and stop the whole thing from happening before it starts. So that's how you would set up the whole like clue structure, mm-hmm. like with a, and I would put it around a timeline. Where if the players did nothing, what would happen, right? So, you know, uh, in two weeks, the thing is summoned and the really bad stuff happens, right? The, the monster is unleashed on the, on the world and it eats the surrounding countryside and it's owned and controlled for like 3D, four days by the head of the cult. Yeah. You know, and that uses that, they use that to get their power in place. Okay. Now you know what happens. Cool. So let's put the players involved. So if the players come up between, you know, X time and this other time, they could actually stop the summoning from happening. Maybe if they don't get there in time, they have to get in. They, they walk in as the summoning's occurring, right? Mm-hmm. And you could see, you've listened to our last episode, you could see what happens if you show up in the middle of a summon or at least some ideas. So then what I would do is I'm a big fan. This was I, this is something I got from Kenneth Height in his Ken and Robin Talk About Stuff podcast, which I highly recommend. Um, it's about gaming and almost anything else, but the gaming stuff is absolutely amazing on the gaming stuff. Cause they, um, they're both publishers of games and Kenneth Height was worked on, I think D and D two Oh, um, back in the day, maybe three, but that said, 
he talked about this idea of he wanted to create a game and he did where it's called Knights Black Agents and uh, an entire system of games, actually, where if you have a skill in it, you automatically succeed. Yeah, you just do. But if you have more than one skill in it or something like that, you get you more get, information. Yeah. So you're not really rolling dice in his world, per se. But regardless, you can take this concept into D&D. Yes, having a handful of ranks and gather, get, gather information, no matter how crappy you rolled that time, you're going to get something useful. Now, just how how much use it is depends on how good how many ranks you have and how good you rolled. Exactly. And so what I would do is I would say, okay, for these clues, I need you to get something because I'm not going to have like, I'm not going to have a backup plan for this. And this is where a lot of GMs get messed up, right? They're like, okay, DC 15 and they'll know this. And then they roll a two and they get a D and they have an eight. DC 15 spot. And the rug with 11 spot plus 11 spot rolled a two. And so now and what? no, and everybody else rolled horrible. So now nobody sees the big bad thing and they all get hit by it. Or worse, maybe that's a, a pivotal clue for your entire game. It's a linchpin for your game. And, and they now don't they, have they it. don't see it. They walk right by and you're like, I thought I knew for sure someone was going to see it. Surely somebody would be able to take a DC 15 at level eight. Well, uh, yeah, Maybe the one not. person who could do it rolled crappy that day. Sometimes they do. Most of the time they will. But what if they don't? So what I like to do is create a system where if I have to have you know a clue, you will know a clue. Mm-hmm. So here's what I would do. I would set up a chart. And if you've listened to our podcast, you know that I'm chart happy. But I'd set up a chart that just says, okay, what's the clue that I need you to know? What's the check? And I'm going to put the check between literally a DC 5, a 10, a 15, and a 20. Or maybe it's just a 5, a 15, and a 20. And anything over 20 gets what a 20 gets, you know? And then I'm going to have a backup plan in case they only get the DC 5 check. And why a DC 5? Because when I look at everybody's players and their sheets and realize, okay, even if every one of them rolled a 1 on this skill, that person still has a 6 or a 5 or something. Enough. You wanted to, you wanted to get it so that somebody will be able to get this bare minimum of information for you to be able to do your linchpin. Right. And now my story's progressing. Yes. Hard. Really hard. But it's better than being dead. It's better than nothing. Right. And so here's what happens. Let's just say we're going to go the property listing route. Okay. And so, but first we have to get the name of the three cult leaders. So what's going to happen is your your team is going to be running around the town asking questions. And we're going to do a gather information check between five and 20. And that's kind of crazy. So here we go. So there are more than enough cult leaders, but there's only three main ones that they need to find. So they roll a five. You give them the three names of the cult leaders as a rumor. You know, oh, you heard this and you heard that and you heard that. Well, and then anywhere, anyone that has uh, rolled a 15 or a 20 or a 25, I would give them another name. I'd have another name ready for every five successes that they had. Mm-hmm. And if you want, you can make sure that one of the names they get at the end for having a 25 is one of the actual cult na- leaders that really matters because who cares if you swap the names around? So now they feel like they've actually done something. But if they'd all rolled crappy, they'd still get the names of the three cult leaders that they need. Okay. And that really helps you out. You could do it that way. You could also have, if you really wanted to, you could just have, if they got a five, they only get one name. But that one name could lead them to the other two names with some other side quests for that person to give them the other names up. 
right? Like they need to know that they'll be safe if they give the name. So you need to arrange for their transportation out of the city, relocate them with a new name and stuff. And so your players have to do that first. And then once they're in a new city, they'll turn over the names. Now, if you're running on a time crunch, that could be really hazardous. Like you have two weeks total for this to happen. Otherwise the summoning's happening. So you need to get him out of town, move him as fast as you can someplace else, and then get the information from him for the other two people. And you keep moving forward. The names of the three people, um, you can now go to somebody in the town who has the records of who owns what properties. And again, you can do another gather information or an intimidate or a knowledge local or something like that. And again, it's five to 20. And if you do a five, which everyone will do, they'll get a list of properties. That's it. They don't know how big they are. They don't know where they're at. They don't know if they can even accomplish a summoning. Maybe some of these are just sheds or empty property. If they get a 15, they'll also get an idea of the size of each property. Like it'll be on the chart, right? It'll be maybe maybe the taxes. Maybe there's tax like land taxes, and so all of a sudden they can quickly look at it and you can just say, oh, well, do me a, you know, you leave the knowledge and go, oh, you see the tax amounts are there and you see that it's taxed based on the amount of square footage of the property. So he's like, oh, I want to see the biggest five properties. Okay, here they are. With a 20, they also get the location of each. Like on a map, they're marked. They get a map with all the markings so they can quickly, easily go there. Now, what if they only get the basic? That's fine. They can spend time looking at every single property in town, trying to figure out where each of them is, asking stupid questions. So it's gather information or intimidate or something. Hey, do you know where such and such is? Yeah, it's over there. And then they look at it and go, that thing's too small for us to do a summoning in. Okay, scratch that one off the list. And meanwhile, this is all taking time, time they don't have. So you're rewarding them for good roles. And you're punishing them for bad roles, but not punishing them to the extent that they can't accomplish it. But in the case of this, since we're running out of time, let's say that they only did the base of each. Chances are the thing might get summoned because they just messed it up. They just didn't. They failed. The thing might get summoned. And now they got to deal with the consequences of what that is. Mm -hmm. In this case, I would say, you know, maybe it's not as bad as like they're summoning something into the world. Maybe they're just getting information from it, which could be dangerous. Or maybe they do summon something into the world. Now they got to call for help. Right, they got to get something bigger and better to help them fight this thing, or maybe they botched the first roll but did really well on the second roll. Maybe they can show up in time to stop the summoning before it starts, or maybe they can't and they show up in the middle of the summoning and then go see my episode on summoning to see what could possibly be some ramifications of stopping a summoning in the middle of a summoning. But the idea is gathering clues looks like starting from the end, detailing out your clue, your check, your information, and any kind of backup plan for somebody that rolls the bare minimum to get the information and figure out how that impacts your entire thing. Yeah. And do a timeline with it as well. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to skullrpg.com.